0: And we send the winds, and these winds are lawqih, lawqih plural of laqih, lam qaf ha new word. Laqih basically means one that is carrying a lot of weight. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala sends winds that carry a lot of weight. What weight is that? Of the clouds that have so much water in them. So much snow. This is something that I cannot understand. When you're shoveling the snow, it's heavy. It's heavy. It's a lot of work. Where did it come from? It fell from the sky. Where was that? In those clouds that seem like nothing. And what were they being supported with? Which fuel? It's the wind only. And when these... Winds come bringing these heavy clouds. فَأَنزَلْنَا مِنَ السَّمَاءِ ماء. And Then we send down water from the sky. فَأَسْقَيْنَاكُمُ Then we make you to drink it. Meaning you drink it. This water is absorbed by the plants which you benefit from. This water, those plants, animals eat that you benefit from. فَأَسْقَيْنَاكُمُ At the end, who is benefiting from everything that's going on in the earth? The human being. وَمَا أَنْتُمْ لَهُ بِخَازِنِينَ And the you, O oh human being, are not khazin of this water. You are not khazin of this water. Who is khazin? The one who watches over? Khazana, a storehouse, a reserve. Meaning, you cannot reserve it. You cannot reserve it, neither in the clouds, nor in your dams, nor in your lakes. It's beyond you. You can try a little bit, but it's beyond you. وَمَا أَنْتُمْ لَهُ بِخَازِنِينَ You know, when you're running a house, many girls, they find it difficult initially when they start you know, managing their house, they have to go buy the groceries and then manage the money and the food, and so many things. And sometimes you're like, you know what, I give up. It's too much work. I cannot keep track of everything. Or you say, yes, everything is not perfect, but what can I do? It's beyond me. And these things you say to yourself especially when sometimes food is not ready on time or you open the refrigerator and you see there is no milk. Oops, completely forgot. Right? Because you cannot have everything ready all the time. Imagine if we had to bring water ourselves. If we had to make sure water evaporated at the right time, the right quantity... And it was you know, formed into clouds and then driven by the wind to a particular place at the right time and then rained. If all of this was left to us, we could never survive. وَمَا أَنْتُمْ لَوْ بِخَازِنِينَ And water, if we try to reserve it, really, can we? You keep some water and it can evaporate. I mean, think about it. Lakes, oceans, seas, how much water evaporates every day. Tons and tons of water evaporates. If we say, no, 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 it should not evaporate. Yes, it's very hot in the summer, but we don't want the water to go away. Can we keep it? No. It's beyond us. We don't have any control over it. وَإِنَّا لَنَحْنُ wa And it is surely we who give life and give death. وَنَحْنُ الْوَارِثُونَ And we are the inheritors. Meaning Allah will exist after the end of all this creation. So, O oh human being, realize who your Lord is. Your kind, generous Lord, who provides you without even you asking.
1: When water evaporates up, it's also going through a purifying uh, cycle. Yes. So if it didn't evaporate, we wouldn't get clean water. And if it didn't evaporate, we wouldn't get more rain. Yes,
0: very true. And you know, when a lake dries up, when a well dries up, fresh water source, it dries up, people get worried that what's going to happen. But then you find out that the lake, okay, it has dried up, but you can also get water from this place. You can also get water from this place. Right? If it's not in water form, it's in ice form. Eventually it will melt and come. Or we hope that there will be rain. So it's not within our ability. It's beyond us to provide for ourselves.
1: Neighbor, he came, he said like, uh, you need this fertilizer, this fertilizer there. My husband saw the ingredients. He checked it out. He said, it's all nitrogen based. We don't have to apply fertilizer. We're going to wait for the rain and inshallah you'll see you get good vegetation so alhamdulillah we got uh, good cucumbers and everything you know even the chini guy today when I was coming for the class he saw he said Mrs. Khan can I see your vegetable I saw I said yes but we didn't apply any fertilizer it's because of rain only
0: you don't have to put any fancy things on it you really don't have to it's so basic I mean yes when it's in large amounts then that's a different situation okay but so many things are running perfectly without any interference on our part, without any regulation on our part. Allah is managing everything. And realize, Allah gave life to you, He will give death to you. And at the end, whatever you have, you will leave it behind. And we are the inheritor. Meaning Allah is going to inherit everything. In the sense that, Allah will remain when everyone will die. Because He is, Al الَّذِي La يَمُوتُ and certainly, we know منكم, the preceding generations among you. And certainly, we know the later ones. Mustaqdimin from قاف دالميم, قدم. قدم is what foot. You step forward. You lift up your foot. You place it in front of you. What happens? You advance. You go forward. So mustaqdim is one who is ahead of others. So. Allah knows those people who are ahead of others. Ahead of others in which way? In life, when they're born, some people are born before others. In death, some people die before others. In deeds, some people do certain good deeds before others. Allah knows. Who's going to go first? Who's going to come first? Who's going to do something good first? Allah knows. وَلَقَدْ عَلِمْنَا الْمُسْتَأْخِرِينَ And mustakhir, The one who is after the other, behind the other. So in what sense? In life? In death? In doing something? Allah knows the status of each and every person. وَإِنَّ رَبَّكَ And indeed your Lord, هُوَ يَحْشُرُهُمْ He will gather them all. إِنَّهُ حَكِيمٌ عَلِيمٌ Indeed he is wise. And Hakim is also from Hukum. The decision is his alone. When he commands that all people should gather in one place, then they will. And he is A'lim. He is knowing, meaning he knows how to gather all people. He knows where each and every creature lies, is resting. Wa laqadu al-insan. And certainly, we created the human being min saltsal, from saltsal, from clay. That was what kind of clay? Minhama Masnoon from an altered black mud. The word salsal is from salsala. And salsala is basically the sound of something when it is knocked on. So, have you ever seen a pot or something like that that is made of clay? When you touch it, when you knock on it, what happens? You hear some sound. Okay? So, this is salsala. So, salsalah is basically used for dry mud, caked mud. Okay? So the human being Allah says we created him from salsal from such caked mud mud is our origin and what do we call mud dirt dirt it's dirty and here we are walking with so much pride thinking like we're something we're a big shot what are we we're from dirt this is our reality min hama' masnoon and that dirt was what hama Hama, from Hamim Hamza. Hama is basically, when mud, it turns kind of black, really dark in color, and it also begins to smell. Begins to smell really bad. So, you know like certain places, it's all muddy. Okay, there's no grass over there. And when people ride their bike over it, or they walk over it, then it gets all squishy and then there's water mixed with it, rain and there's water standing and it's like marshland. marshland basically hmm? Many times it happens that by a sidewalk sometimes you come across this. we you know when you go to the park sometimes you come across this kind of mud and what happens? you see it and you keep away from it. You don't want to put your foot in it your shoe in it. why? it's gonna get dirty dirty right? So imagine mud that was sitting for so long, that was wet for so long, that it changed color, became sticky, smelly, and masnoon. Masnoon from the root letter seen, noon, noon. Sunnah is to mold. Sunnah is the way of the Prophet and We follow it. Why? Because we want our actions to be according to that mold. You know when you put something in a mold? Why? Because you want it to take that shape. So we want that our actions should take the shape of the actions of the Prophet I mean, they should be similar. So, masnoon, meaning molded, given a shape, given a form. Now, three words are used over here, salsal, hama, and masnoon, to describe the mud from which the human being was made. Masnoon, form, given a shape. So, In the Qur'an, we learn about many different words that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses to describe the mud from which the human being was made. And on the surface, it seems like a contradiction. Salsal is caked, it's dry. And hama is black and smelly, it's wet. And masnoon is one that is given a shape and form. So is this contradiction? No, it's not contradiction. It just tells you about the stages that clay underwent, the changes that it underwent from which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the human being. You understand? It wasn't just mud and then from it Adam a.s. was made. No, it was mud that went through many different changes and then it was that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made Adam a.s. from it. When it dries, like because we didn't finish our project in one day, so it would dry over the weekend, and then when we came back, we would it would be really dry and cracked, and we would have to wet it to make shape in order to shape it again, yeah. and it would become really like like sludge. It would you know yeah. get all over your hands and yeah. but then if you left it, your hands would dry and it would become powdery again. Yeah. yeah. So when you're making something with clay, really, it has to go through many stages. Well, Jan and the jinn خلقناه we created him. Al Jan Jinn. He said that just like Adam is used for Abul Bashar, the father of all human beings, that was his name, Jan, they say, is the father of Jinn. Allahu Arlam. But the Jinn Hu, we created him min qablu, before before who? Before the creation of Adam alayhi salam. Min naris Samum. From now fire, that is Samum. Samum is from the root letter seen meem. Sam, Sam milchiat. What is Sam? You remember Sam? Sam milchiat, eye of the needle. So Sam is basically a small hole, small hole. When it's extremely hot, then what happens? Do you just feel the heat on your clothes? Do you just feel the heat on your clothes? No. What happens? You feel it on your skin. And sometimes when that heat is really really strong you feel it go through your skin which is when you get burnt. Okay? So nar samum, samum it is said that this refers to smokeless fire. A flame of fire that is really tall, rising high. And if you've ever seen that flame on a candle, then what happens above the orange part is what? Smoke. Isn't it? So, Naris Samum. The origin of jinn is what? Fire. Now, what kind of fire exactly, its nature, its type? Allahu alam, we do learn about certain descriptions from the Quran and Sunnah. Over here, we learn, Min Naris Samum. From heat, from fire, Jan was made. And who is Jan? What did I tell you? Father of the jinn. And remember, recall when your Lord said to the angels, "Inni khaliqun, indeed I am going to create." Basharun, a human being, min salsal, from salsal clay, min im Masnoon, that is altered black mud. Allah told the angels, "I am going to create a human being, and this man, this creature, is going to be created from mud." Fa so when I have proportioned him. Now, Allah is telling the angels that when I have proportioned this creature, this bashar, this human being, what does sawaytu mean? Seen wawiya, taswiya. Taswiya is to make even, to equalize. Okay? So, for example, our body, the taswiya of the body has been done in many different ways. So, for example, it's been equalized, it's been balanced how that we have a, an arm on the right and an arm on the left. We have an eye on the right side and an eye on the left side. An ear on the right side and ear on the left side. Okay? Likewise, this taswiyah is also on our skin. Like we learned earlier, that our bones, our flesh, muscles, blood, everything, it's covered by a beautiful skin that completely smooths us out. Right? It's so smooth. So, فَإِذَا سَوَّيْتُهُ What does way to? Refer to, that when I have completed his creation, when I have completed his creation, when he's all ready, and I have blown from naf to blow, fihi in him, meaning in this creature, in this bashar, this human being, mir ruhi, from my ruh, meaning the ruh that I have created, the soul that I have created, then oh angels, what are you supposed to do? then fall down in prostration to this creature. Now there is a question, what does it mean by this, Mirruhi, When I have blown into the human being from my soul, my soul, does it mean that Allah has a soul and that soul, Allah put in human beings, so God is everywhere, like there are people who use these verses to prove, God is in everything and everything is good but this kind of aqidah is false. And they twist, misunderstand, misinterpret these verses. What does it mean by ruhi? Ruhi means my ruh. You know, it's like I say, my phone. What does it mean? Belongs to me. It doesn't mean that this is a part of my arm. It's a part of my body. No, that's not what it means. It just means it belongs to me. Okay? Likewise, if you say, my cake, does it mean that cake came from your leg? It just means that you made it. Okay? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sometimes He calls things like this, my this, my house, bayti, my house. Okay? Likewise, my servants, ibadi. Likewise in the Quran we learn about naqatullahi, the shikamal of Allah. Why? This is to honor that object. So when Allah says, mirruhi, this my soul, meaning the soul that I have created, this is great honor for the human being. And more honor that the angels are told, فَقَعُوا لَهُ <سَاجدين> Prostrate to Adam as soon as he is created. Meaning when the soul is born into him and he comes to life, he opens his eyes, then the first thing that Adam should see is angels prostrating to him. This is the honor that Allah has given to human beings. But what do we do? We dishonor ourselves we humiliate ourselves by sinning by disobeying Allah وَلَقَدْ كَرَّمْنَا بَنِي Adam. لَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ فِي أَحْسَنِ تَقْوِيمٍ really Allah has honored the human being in so many ways in the previous ayat also that we have learned what do they show to us? the water, produce, everything wind, everything is benefiting who? us Allah has been so kind and generous to us, so merciful to us. And what do we do in return? What honor do we give to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? فَقَعُوا لَهُ سَاجِدِينَ And you know that the sajda was not of worship, it was of respect. And when Allah tells a servant to do something, which otherwise may be haram, okay, made haram by Allah, but for that servant it's okay. So for example, slaughtering your son, is that something you're allowed to do? No way, it's murder, it's qatl. You can't do that But Allah told Ibrahim السلام, slaughter your son He didn't actually do it, but he was ready to do it The reason why he didn't do it was because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala changed the plan right? So over here, the fact that the angels are prostrating to Adam salam, This was why? Because Allah told them This is an exception And from this we cannot say, oh we can also do such that to people whom we have a lot of respect for so this shaykh or this righteous man, you know, we have a lot of love and respect for them. So every time they come, we do sajda. No, we cannot do that because it's forbidden. What happened? When Adam woke up, he opened his eyes, he came into existence. So the angels prostrated all of them entirely together as if they were one. All of them, imagine what unity. What perfection all of them together Sajudin Illa Iblis except for Iblis Abba he refused. He turned down the command. He declined, refused point blank. No, I'm not gonna do it. Abba he refused Ayakuna Sajdin that he should be with those who prostrate. He refused to be among those who prostrate. Do we refuse to be among those who prostrate? among those who worship Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, O Iblis, What's wrong with you? That you are not with those who do sajda. What's wrong with you? Why are you not with those who are doing sajda? What's wrong with you? You are not amongst those who are praying salah. Once the Prophet saw a man who did not pray with the rest of the people. And he asked him, Are you not a Muslim? alasta Musliman?" He said, yes I am. Why did you not pray? Because I am junub. That man said, I am in the state of Janaba and there is no water, I cannot take a bath. So the Prophet told him, you can do tayammum if you don't have water. Hmm? So notice, Iblis, he was not sajidin. Qala he said. Lam akun, I am not li as li basharin that I prostrate to a human being. He said, No, it doesn't befit me. It's not appropriate for me. I cannot bear it. I'm never going to do it. That I should lam akun li Judah that I should prostrate li basharin for a human being. Khalaktahu you created him min salsal min masnoon, whom you created from clay that is of altered mud, black mud. No way. Why did Iblis say that? Because he thought he was better than Adam. Why? In the other part of the Qur'an, what do we learn? He said, "Ana min." I'm better than him. You created me from fire and you created him from clay. So if, since I am better, I'm never going to lower myself in front of this thing. قَالَ Allah سُبْحَانَهُ wa said, فخرج مِنْهَا So get out from here. Get out from here. Go away from here. فَإِنَّكَ رَجِيمٌ For indeed you are expelled. رَجَمَ is Stone someone. So you're expelled. Go away. You're not welcome here anymore. You have no right to feel great and proud. Because who gets the honor of being close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Those people who are humble. And the people who are arrogant, they don't deserve to be near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. An arrogant person can never be close to Allah. Only a humble person can. Only a humble servant can draw near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What does Allah say? Wasjud Go down into sajda and draw near to Allah. When you will be humble, you will feel yourself closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when we become proud and arrogant, then instantly we are removed far from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Humility draws a person close to Allah. قَالَ فَاخْرُجْ مِنْهَا فَإِنَّكَ رَجِيمٌ وَإِنَّ عَلَيْكَ اللَّعْنَ And on you is curse إلى يوم الدين until the day of recompense. You're far removed from Allah's mercy. You can never enter Jannah. قَالَ He said, Rabbi, O my Lord, فَأَنظِرْنِي So give me a chance, give me respite إلى يوم يُبْعَثُونَ to the day that they will be resurrected. Meaning, let me live until the day of judgment. Let me live. It's amazing how shaitan, iblis called Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Rabbi. Rabbi. My Rabb, My Lord. Even shaitan admits that Allah is Lord. Allah is God. That alone is not enough. What is needed is that we show humility. How do we show humility? Through worship, through obedience. قَالَ He said, Rabbi فَأَنظِرْنِي إِلَى يَوْمِ يبعثون. Give me a chance to live until the day that the people will be resurrected. قَالَ فَإِنَّكَ مِنَ الْمُنظَرِينَ Allah said, So indeed you are of those who are given respite. Okay, you want to live until the day of judgment? Okay, you're given that chance. What does this tell us about Iblis? How old is he? Very old. How many human beings has he seen? Has he dealt with? All. Oh, in the sense that he's after every single person, right? Most experienced. قَالَ فَإِنَّكَ مِنَ الْمُنظَرِينَ إِلَىٰ يَوْمِ الْوَقْتِ الْمَعْلُومِ Until the day of the time well known. What is that day? The day of judgment. And its time is ma'loom known. Known to who? Allah alone. Qala, Iblis said, Rabbi, my Lord, bima aghwaytani. Because you misled me. You misguided me. You sent me astray. What is he doing here? Blaming Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his own sin. And this is what many people do. They say, you know what? I committed the sin because it was decreed for me. It was in my qadr. Allah had it written down even before anything was created. Not my fault. Allah made me do it. This is Iblisiyah. Iblisiyyah. Being like iblis. Repeating his words just in a different form. I did it because Allah wanted me to. I did it because Allah allowed me to. So it's not my fault. It's Allah's decision. The thing is that Allah allows you to do what you want, but the decision to do what you do is yours. Allah knew from day one what you were going to do, Allah knew from day one what Iblis was going to do. But Allah does not force people, He gives them the choice, free will, to make the decisions that they want. And it's amazing how we want to control others so much that every decision of theirs should be with our approval. How controlling we become in whatever position we're in. And it's amazing how tolerant Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that He gives people that choice. Make your decision yourself, but you have to bear the consequences. He said, la بِمَا أَغْوَيْتَنِي la hum." Surely I will adorn and decorate for them fill in the earth. Meaning I will beautify this dunya for them. I will beautify sins for them. I will beautify desires for them. And surely I will definitely mislead them, ajma'een altogether. This is the vision, the goal, the mission of Iblis. What? That he wants to mislead all people. Beautify this dunya for them. So that they get lost in this dunya. And they forget about the akhirah. They forget about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They forget about themselves. What is our mission? Or do we have none? Your enemy has a mission. He has a goal. And he's working really hard. What is our mission? What is our goal? He said, I will mislead all of them. إِلَّا عِبَادَكَ مِنْهُمُ الْمُخْلَصِينَ Except, ibadak Your servants. مِنْهُمْ among them that are مُخْلَصِين that are chosen. Your chosen servants? Those I cannot mislead. Now, who are these مُخْلَص chosen servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Those whom Allah has chosen. Why? For His worship. They will not be affected by shaitan. Now, the question is Allah chose them, that's why they're safe. But Allah chooses certain people because of certain reasons. What is it? Mukhlas is from Khalam Sad, Ikhlas, sincerity, purity. Those who make themselves pure for Allah, who dedicate themselves purely for Allah, they dedicate their lives. To Allah, then Allah also saves them. Allah will also protect them. From who? From shaitan. Shaitan is after every person. You, your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your aunt, your uncle, your son, your daughter, your grandchildren, any person who is born, shaitan goes and ah, hits. He's that angry. He hates us that much. Human being is born, little, cute, innocent child. And Shaitan goes and smack. This is how much he hates us. And his mission is to take every single one of us to hellfire. That's his goal. And he's working day and night. And he's got many that are working under him. Don't we need some kind of protection? Some way through which we could be safe from the attacks of Shaitan? What do we learn here? Ikhlas. Make yourself sincere for Allah. Because what is pure doesn't go bad. What is pure doesn't go bad. Make yourself pure for Allah. And Allah will keep you safe. قَالَ هَذَا siratun alayya مُسْتَقِيمٌ Allah said, this, this, what? إِخْلَاص, sincerity. Is sirat this is a path, meaning a path through which you go to Allah, through which you are safe? Alayya, to me, mustaqeem, one that is straight. Meaning this is the only way that will lead you straight to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What? Taking His protection. How do you do that? By making yourself purely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sincerity is what keeps one safe. Dedicating oneself to Allah, that your goal is to please Allah, to earn His love, to make Him happy. When that is your goal and you strive towards it, Allah will keep you safe. Inna ibadi, indeed, my servants, lay alayhim sultan. You have no power over them. You have no authority over them. O oh, Iblis, no matter what you do, you cannot affect my servants. You cannot convince them to listen to you. You cannot. You know, it's like the story is mentioned of this righteous man. Shaitan said to him, you know, you've become very righteous No, You don't need to pray. You're so righteous. You're definitely going to Jannah. You don't need to pray. So that man, he said, you know, even the prophets had to pray. Even the prophets had to pray. So shaitan attacked him, but Allah protected him. Inna <laughs> You cannot get them to sin. You cannot overpower them. Yes, they're human beings, they're weak. There will be times when they will suffer because of your attacks, but in the long run, overall, you cannot lead them astray. إِلَّا إِكْسَبْ مِنَ, من الغوين, Those who follow you among the deviators. Yes, there will be many whom you will lead astray, but who are they? Those who follow you. So remember, shaitan cannot make us do wrong. The choice is ours. If we follow him, then we can do wrong. He cannot make us do it. The choice is ours. The power is with us. جهنم, and indeed, hellfire. وعدهم, surely, their promised place. Ajma'een altogether. Those who follow shaitan, what's their destination? What is the place that they are promised? Hellfire. What if there are so many people who follow shaitan? Like in a hadith, we learn that from every 1,000 people, 999 will go to hellfire. From every 1,000 people, how many will survive from the attacks of shaitan? One. One. So this makes us wonder. Okay, Jahannam, does it have room for everybody? Allah says, لَهَا Sabatu It has seven gates. Seven gates. It's huge. It has room for as many people, for so many people that are destined to hellfire. لَهَا أبواب. لكل باب منهم. For every gate, among them is a juz, a portion. Meaning a portion of the people that is maqsoom, that is designated. Maqsoom is from qafsi and me, to divide. So, specific people, they will enter from specific gate of hellfire. It's not like randomly people are going in. No, every person who is supposed to go to hellfire will go in from a certain gate. Will go in from a certain gate. Their destination in hellfire is fixed. إِنَّ muttaqeen On the other hand, indeed those who have taqwa jannatin wa Uyun, They will be in gardens and springs. Uryun, plural of عَيْن. Those who guard themselves today, Allah will guard them, protect them tomorrow. They will not go near hellfire. Allah will make them enter Jannah. أُدُخُلُوهَا Enter it and with peace. آمِنِينَ one safe and secure. Meaning come into Jannah where you will be safe and secure from every fear. No shaitan to bother you. No problems, no difficulties, no trials, no tests, only safety. آمين, safe and secure. What does it show? That those who live consciously now, those who are alert now, and when you're alert all the time, you're living in fear basically. Allah will take their fear away from them in the hereafter. You live carefully now, Allah will make you carefree tomorrow. So carefree that you don't even have to lift up your hand to get a glass of water. Nothing. That carefree. بِسَلَامٍ آمِنِينَ وَنَزَعْنَا And we will remove. مَا فِي صدورهم, Whatever is in their chests. مِنْ غلين, Any resentment. إِخْوَانٍ They will be like brothers. Plural of Akh عَلَى سرر, Upon couches. سرر, plural of سَرِير A raised couch. Elevated place to sit on. متقابلين Facing each other. You see everything can be nice. But then if your relationship with other people is not good. It's, nothing feels nice. But in Jannah, so much peace, so much security, so much safety that you don't even feel threatened sitting in the company of other people that oh, they might mock me. They may say something that is hurtful. No, متقابلين لا يمسهم fiha نصاب No, fatigue will touch them therein. وما هم منها بمخرجين And they're never going to come out of Jannah. They will never be expelled. They'll never be told, okay, your time is up, please check out. No. And in Jannah they will never ever get tired. No fatigue will overcome them. Allah says Nabiribadi Inform tell my servants Anni Ana al-Ghafur rahim That indeed I am Ghafur and Rahim, forgiving and merciful. Yes Allah forgives sins. Yes Allah is very kind and merciful. But at the same time عَذَابِي And that my punishment, الْأَلِيمُ It is the painful punishment. Allah forgives, He is kind, but at the same time, fear Allah's punishment also. Because it is very, very painful. Where Allah has created Jannah, He has also created Hellfire. So don't think that things will happen according to your wishes and your thinking, and your imagination. No, it's your deeds. So while you're hopeful of Allah's mercy and forgiveness, at the same time fear His punishment. So while you strive to do good deeds, also keep away from sin. And this is the beautiful balance that our deen gives us. Remain between fear and hope. Because too much fear, it freezes you. Too much hope makes you very relaxed. That is also not healthy. Remain between fear and hope. By remembering that Allah is Ghafur Rahim and that He also has Adab that is very aleem, very painful.
1: Recitation. Faesقيناكموه وما انتم له بخازنين وانا لنحن نحيي ونميت ونحن الوارثون ولقد علمنا المستقدمين منكم ولقد علمنا المستاخرين وَإِنَّ رَبَّكَ هُوَ يَحْشُرُهُمْ إِنَّهُ حَكِيمٌ عَلِيمٌ وَلَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ مِنْ صَلْصَالٍ مِنْ are مَسْنُونَ وَالْجَانَّ خَلَقْنَاهُ مِنْ قبل من نار السمو، وإذ قال ربك للملائكة إني خالق بشرا من صلصال من حمئ مسنون. فإذا سويتم ونفخت فيه من روحي فقعوا له ساجدين فسجد الملائكه كلهم اجمعون الا ابليس اذى ان يكون مع الساجدين قال يا وما الا تكون مع الساجدين قال لم لبشر خلقته من صلصال من حمئ مسنون قال منها فانك رجيم كَلعنتَ اللعنة إلى يوم الدين. قال رب فأضلني إلى يوم يبعثون. قال فإنك من المنذرين إلى يوم قال رب بما أراني لا لهم في الأرض ولا أجمعين إلا عبادك منهم المخلصين قال هذا صراط علي مستقيم إن عبادي ليس لك عليهم سلطان إلا من اتبعك من الغاوين وإن جهنم لموعدهم أجمعين لها سبعة أبواب لكل باب منهم جزء مَقْسُومٌ المتقين في جنات وعيون ادخلوها بسلام امين ونزعنا ما في صدورهم من غل اخوانا على سرر متقابلين لا يمسهم فيها نصب وما هم منها بمخرجين نب عبادي انني انا الغفور الرحيم
0: وان عذابي هو العذاب الالي سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد ان لا اله الا انت نستغفرك ونتوب اليك السلام عليكم وَرَحْمَةُ الله وبركاته